anxious to step through the gate again, Major? Yes, I am. We all are. Would you like us to bring back anything special? Uh, no, thanks. Groceries, new outfit, flatware? Hmm. No. Just yourselves in one piece, please. Dial it up. You safe. To the Jumping Puddles podcast. Be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and or YouTube, and follow us at Jumping Puddles Podcast on Tumblr and Instagram, and Jumping Pud Pod on Twitter. Hi, I'm Sam, and with me are my fellow co-hosts Tor and Ash. Hello. Hi. Yes, and today we have a very special episode for you. Today is the season one wrap up. We made it. We're here. It only took us 10 months and two tries. Um, <laughs> but we made it. Today's the season one wrap up. Um, so if you've watched our mid-season bonus episode, you'll know how this goes. We just will go over the latter half of the season, give our two cents, our thoughts, some of our favorite episodes, our favorite character arc. Um, and towards the end, we will dive into fan comments. Which we are super excited about. Our favorite bit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And again, feel free, you can message us at jumpingpedalspod at gmail.com. Um, and you can DM us anytime on any of our social media accounts. However, if we do not get back to you immediately, it's because we're probably saving your comment for one of these special bonus episodes um, so we can react to it on air. Um so yeah, don't feel too bad if we don't reply. Um, I swear we're just saving it till the mid-season slash season uh, wrap-up. But yeah. We see you. Don't worry. <laughs> we see you. We see each other. Um, how do we like this season, guys? <laughs> we love it. <laughs> we love it. We are season one defenders. Yes. Stands forever. And I think this rewatch has just cemented it. For sure. I know, yeah. Especially because we talked about it so much and just listed all the things we love about it constantly. It's just <laughs> mm, so good. Very. Seriously, I'm really proud because I feel like we really balance like our criticisms and like our positives a lot. Like we gushed about this season so much. Um, but we're not afraid to call out its mistakes and its little BS it pulled. Um but I'm happy we, we kind of like, we had a good balance. And so I think we'll continue that for like two more seasons. And then the balance will completely go off rails. So just a warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no promises. We're going to keep up this uh, positivity. <laughs> we'll try. I, I'm going to say we'll try. But yeah. Yeah, we'll keep an open mind. As course, much as course, possible. Here, exactly. Here at the Jumping Puddles podcast, we try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's our motto. That's our new motto. We try. Yeah. No, we're we're big on open mindedness. We're big on accepting. This is a no judgment free zone. <laughs> well, actually, lots of judgment, but like in a fun way. 
Yeah, in a cute, in a healthy way. way. Yeah, yeah, in a healthy way. Yeah, yeah. Not judgment towards us. In a constructive way, always. Yeah, constru- there you go. There you go. Constructive. Constructive. Um, I mean, what is there to say? How we love season one. Yeah. Yeah. Number one thing I think I love about season one is just. <laughs> I feel like this is funny because it's 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 greatest strength and also weakness. Um, the character work in season one is so strong for certain characters, and then other <laughs> characters <laughs> unfortunately don't get the screen time that we would like to see. Um, considering they're a part of the main slash supporting cast. Um, but the character work that is done is just so good. And I think, dare I say, the best of all seasons, but we shall see in the future if that holds up. Yeah, no, they just they just did a great job establishing her characters and um, set, I think also things setting up relationships. Like, we always talk about Elizabeth and Rodney, uh, they're just so good <laughs> and also I feel like, uh, like especially towards the end um, Rodney and Taylor and of course all the other relationships as well like platonic and romantic whatever you want to read into it <laughs> it's just all it's all so good yeah and what Horst said earlier I was like thinking about it I was like oh my gosh you're right is this like the best season with char- its character work oh I, I do think season three is a pretty strong contender from what I remember. Mm. Remember too much. But I do know that it's it has some strong moments, I wanna say for like Elizabeth, for example. Um But I also uh you're right, I'm thinking about season three. I'm like, girl, what does Taylor do in that season? Um <laughs> What does Taylor do in any season? Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll definitely compare and contrast when we get to those later seasons. But for now, easily we can say it's character work. I would say it's like a, I would say a good eight out of ten for its character work. Yeah, and like you mentioned throughout the season, Sam, even the villain, um, or villains, I should say, the wraith are like you said at their scariest at their peak in season one. <laughs> Um, particularly because we don't have Earth or the Daedalus to rely on, um, and that sense of isolation really helps with the spookiness, I think. And also cementing, um, the character dynamics as well, because they have no one else to rely on but each other, really. (laughs) (laughs) The bad family. So much. (laughs) (laughs) um but no i'm glad you brought that up tor because i was gonna say again i think a big reason we've talked about this so many times like take a shot every time we mention uh how much we love uh the survival aspect of season one and the isolation of the colony you know um we love it here we stand it so hard and i think oh intruder is up next and Ooh, we're going to dive into that. <laughs> we're going to dive into that and what we like and what we don't like about the Daedalus uh, being a constant uh, backup plan. 
uh, for a lot of season two. Um, but yeah, the survival aspect is really good. And it sucks that I think a lot of people really were excited about the potential of Atlantis being its own independent colony. Everyone talks about it all the time, like independent colony, Atlantis, like what we could have had and stuff, you know, and you just see the potential, especially in season one, um, of how far they could come as humans alone in a new galaxy. And it was robbed. Yeah, darn that do sex Daedalus. spicy episode i already know i already know my rants are already piling up in my mind like (laughs) okay i'm very curious about that episode because i actually i love it um i do there's a lot of fun stuff in it as well right yeah so i'm 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 very looking forward to it that one yeah but yeah season one (laughs) um i also love um like about the second half now in particular, I love how they just figure out more stuff about the city and everything. And also just, um, I like the connect, like how connected, um, the second half is especially. And like they are all, I like this, um, idea of of shows having like one like an overarching plot but also the episodes are all individual episodes um and i think um yeah i just i just really like that like all the episodes they kind of build up on on another but they also they you can just watch one and be happy with it especially uh, no not especially but not with um the siege obviously because it's a uh, finale finale and everything but yeah just in general i love how it's all connected a little bit i really like that for sure you get a little treat if you're a continuous viewer and also it's um what's that word it's accessible for people who are just tuning in catching a rerun um you get to know the characters really quick and they don't have to know all of the lore to still be interested in what's going on in that one episode. Exactly, exactly. And I think you brought up a good point, Ash, because I think a lot of people would criticize the beginning of season one because of how disconnected each episode is, you know, and I totally, I, I get that. Um, especially if like, if maybe this is like your first introduction, maybe to the franchise, you know, it could be a little disjointed and kind of a little random as they just kind of hop from adventure to adventure um but i think the later half of season one just really brings it all together and i think it really shows you kind of all of its strengths you know if there's if you can make a complaint about season like the beginning half season one maybe it shows some of its weaknesses more with like the lack of ford existing um and like sort of the disjointed nature of it all but i think season two or season two my bad um the back half of season one plays to its strengths like shows you how you know effective the villains are they bring a little more character work into each character with taylor having her own episode about her special gift and elizabeth's episode um and you get a little more information about ford um so yeah, I think the ending of season one is just so strong. And it's just really, if if you really don't like the beginning episodes, which are, 
it would be kind of mind-boggling because of how much we loved uh, them all as we kind of dived in. But if you don't like them, I think it's 110% worth it to just push through and get to, like, episode, like, 14, 15. And just from then on, it's just 10 out of 10s, really. Or, like, a, it's always, like, 8 out of... It, nothing's ever below, like, a 7, I think. I don't know if we've ever rated anything that low in season 1. <laughs> No, I don't think in the later yeah yeah, especially the endings it's just yeah nines tens it's just bangers so true i think maybe the reason why the beginning of atlantis is um, a bit more episodic is maybe because of sg1 because i mean sg1 also had um a bigger plot but i feel like they they were more episodic more alien of your week kind of and um maybe that's why they started like maybe that's why atlantis started off that way and then it just found something that worked better for them i don't know yeah no i agree 100 percent um that's definitely when you mentioned that i was like oh my god you're so right i definitely have been trying to like uh emulate early season one and then i think they realized they're like oh, that might not be the right tone or like the right format for this show specifically um and I I I do I I enjoy more of the character driven episodes rather than like the let's go to a planet and see this little village and oh no something's gonna happen at this little village (laughs) like kind of deal speaking of character driven episodes should we move on to our favorite character arc Ooh, Ooh, yes, let's do it. Nice segue. <laughs> thank you, thank Always you. Clean. I usually suck at these, but thanks. <laughs> Amazing transition. Ooh, who wants to tackle this one? <laughs> now, we said um, unanimously Rodney last yeah. rap. So we did, yeah. we did. I wonder who it will be this time. <laughs> I feel like for this for the second half it's kind of harder because there was so much happening I feel like yeah and um but I'm gonna say that my favorite character arc or maybe arcs it's kind of hard to decide is um I might be biased but Elizabeth, I think we learn a lot more about Elizabeth in this episode, uh, in this um, part, especially because she has her solo episode with Before I Sleep, um, but also in um, Letters from Pegasus, we learn more about herself, how she also about personal stuff and how she handles being away from Earth, and we just we we see a lot of her leadership. Um, yeah, her her style, and I think that's very interesting, and how she handles everything, and also with the siege in the end. Um, that must have been fucking terrifying for her, uh, because she's not a military person, and she had to defend the city somehow or find a way. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna say Elizabeth is probably my first choice. I don't know if I'm making sense, but <laughs> yeah. No, you are. I follow. Hundred <laughs> percent. And then the other I was thinking about is Taylor, um, because we learned this whole new 
side of her with the wraith DNA and her um I would have liked I think we talked about this, but it would have been cool to see more of her uh coming to terms with this side of her and more like I don't know, having like her going to to therapy again, I don't know, just talking it through and what it does to her, knowing that she has DNA of the enemy inside of her. Um but yeah, I really liked that too, that we learned that about her, that they gave her this and that she accepts accepts it and, and uses it in the end. I think that's also really strong. That was good. That was great. Yeah, I think, you know, I had an idea in my head of who I was going to say, and now I'm, I feel like you convinced me, Ash, by what you were saying. No, for real. <laughs> That it, it was Elizabeth in this um, second half because I feel like um, 13 was hot zone, right? Mm-hmm. So you yeah, have Elizabeth like struggling a little bit in terms of her leadership in hot zone um, with John, um, with Bates, with the military side of Atlantis. Uh, and then progressively, I feel like with each episode, she really comes into her own, um, where there's this full circle that happens at the end, um, during the siege part two, um, where I feel like she's like gained so much respect, um, from the people serving under her military and civilian, um, that they sort of rebuke the military authority that's trying to usurp her because um, she's a great leader. Am I talking about the Siege Part (laughs) 3 right now? No, I don't think so, because Siege Part 2 is the one where the military from Earth comes in, right? Okay, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got scared for a second. I guess, yeah, I mean, I, t- who cares if we kind of mention stuff about season, or Siege Part yeah. 2, because we did kind of shove it into season 1. It was our yeah. bad, I guess. But it just makes more sense, so it's totally fine if you want to just mention stuff from it, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's more of a cohesive thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And like you said, we also get to learn more about her as a person um, in Before I Sleep, which is really nice. You just see sort of behind the veneer of strength and you get um, some vulnerability as well, Um, making her a complete character to me, like a real person, someone you can see and relate to and empathize for. So, yeah, I just think she took it for sure. Honorable mention, definitely Taylor. I agree as well, Um, because she does have the beginning of that arc there where she... She learns about, um, more about her gift. And I just wish that season two, I feel like it was season's two job to to go somewhere with it, and it didn't, which is unfortunate. But we'll get into that (laughs) when we get to season two. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I'm tied with them. Like, I really can't pick... Like a winner, to say the least. I don't know because I think I think easily the winner could have been Taylor if it had kind of had like more. We talked about it like more and again. 
Asian Apocalypse season two. So maybe that's why they were like, we'll save it for later and then just kind of forgot. Um, but <laughs> I, I do think that her, what I love about like Taylor's arc specifically is how she ties into the Wraith directly. Mm. Um, she directly ties into the villains and especially when you, you know, you see everything that the Wraith have done, not only to her and her people, but, like, the entire galaxy. You see, like, the, you know, the effects on, you know, what they've done to societies in general. Um, and so I think it just makes it all the more horrifying for her to realize that she does have some of their DNA. And, you know, I'm sure it would have been so interesting to see her wrestle with, you know, well, is it in my DNA to be more violent or is it just who I, you know, how, who I can be sometimes? I can see her getting kind of like angry sometimes and then being like, oh my God, I'm turning into a wraith. Like I can see her struggling with that kind of mentality. Um, <laughs> makes me so sad. Uh, someone rewrite like an entire, <laughs> I need to read more Taylor centric where it's just her dealing with her wraithness. Um, but yeah, so I think, what could have been explored there is just so good that I just feel like I have, like, I almost want to give the edge to Taylor, but again, since there's not really much of a, again, there's not really a moment for her to kind of, like, wrestle with it quietly, because, again, it's, like, the siege, like, everyone's dying. There's bombs everywhere. <laughs> like, there's no time for anyone to sort of, like, take a moment to themselves and, like, realize, like, what they've, you know, just learned. Um, but, yeah, so I would say Taylor if it wasn't for that but again Elizabeth for everything you guys said too you know she really I think you can really see how different she is from Hammond in these few episodes that we get towards the end and I think it's what kind of makes her her own character and not just some guy that's like hey team how'd the mission go like <laughs> It's not just some um, guy they see occasionally and they're like, haha, we just betrayed your rules. Like, no, like you see her like struggling with leadership. You see her struggling with other things, you know, with her personal life. Um, and you see that she has a much more like, I feel like with Ashu and Hammond, it's almost kind of like fatherly dynamic kind of, right? Or like older authority figure. It's like, it's not like they're like in Hammond's room, like, hey, Hammond, like, let me tell you about my day. Like, no one's in there, you know. But I feel like with Elizabeth, like, you all, you know, John is always in her, like, office, just sitting on her desk. And I could just see, we were robbed like of seeing everyone just hang out in her room. Like, I could see Rodney just get, bringing his computer one day and just like sitting. And they're just like working together silently in her office. Um, yeah. Totally <laughs> off topic. <laughs> But yeah, no, she's just, I think she really comes into her own as a character. Um, and I think, especially these last few episodes, I think they really made it, made us sympathize and just care about her on her own. And aside from just the leader of the base. And so I am excited to get into season two and to see what they do with her. Because I honestly don't remember if they progress her story much either. Ah, I don't remember if they progress anything in season two. So we shall see. <laughs> yeah it's interesting did we again collectively decide on on elizabeth not again but like on the same <laughs> so. our favorite arcs like again and the same <laughs> we'll say taylor beth right Just yeah yes yeah oh perfect also side note 
when you said earlier um, that you wanted to read more ta uh, Taylor-centric fanfiction with her coming to terms. To but I remember the fanfiction that I wanted to write um, a Taylor with fanfiction with, I think, after the episode or during, like, the gift and her just not knowing how to cope with that and, and Elizabeth being there for her or trying to be there for her. Yeah. Oh, please write it. <laughs> Can't wait to read please. it. Oh, oh my gosh, I need it so badly. Yeah. I need to go, no, not I need to, but I'm very deep into a Star Trek obsession right now. <laughs> so it's taking over. I'm just, I'm just waiting for Stargate to just circle back in there. So <laughs> it, it, might, it might come one day. It's inevitable. It always does. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm, I'm curious you said you had an idea of what you were going to say about this yeah I at first in my mind I was gonna say Taylor first as well oh, just okay, because okay. but still both of them <laughs> <laughs> two works nice yeah they come as a pair anyways in our minds so yeah seriously also and there were just there were so many hidden gems sorry um of moments between them in the like siege part two siege part three like i really forgot like i will never get over that balcony scene <laughs> oh it's so romeo and juliet i love it when taylor's being held back and it's just looking down oh god oh yeah that yep. scene is so powerful yep um yeah and jumping back to what you said sam i really like how you said that taylor's whole story kind of ties into the plot plot of the show uh, at this stage. And it, it really grounds it for the audience. I feel like you can stay kind of removed um, from the whole Wraith being this destructive force because, okay, we saw the genocide of the Athosians, but they're sort of portrayed as, unfortunately, other in the show instead of being like a part of Atlantis at that point at least um but with Taylor Taylor has become a part of the group and as the audience I feel like her being directly tied to the Wraith or having a connection there makes the audience feel like it's a more personal fight than just a good versus evil thing which is com more compelling in my opinion, than just like, oh, bad aliens, let's destroy them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Definitely. I it's so interesting too because I feel like it directly ties into Andor. Sorry, we're gonna bring in Star Wars. Usually, I bring in Trek, but I'm gonna bring in Star Wars into the mix. Ooh. Um, I don't know if you guys, I don't know how many of our listeners. I'm gonna really date this episode. Uh, have, <laughs> have been watching Andor, um, but Andor is just mind is blown it's so amazing and i think it's doing what i wish atlantis would have done obviously it doesn't have to be like on this scale of like gritty and realistic um but it would have been cool to see them kind of bring more into that because what you said exactly tor how it's not just a fight between good versus evil in andrew you really see like the gray and they really bring it down to like like a realistic like honestly you could watch the show and be like girl am i watching the star wars universe because they 
bring up like all the horrible things that the empire has done you know it's very much like this is the beginnings of a rebellion they bring there's so much like political commentary kind of strewed in and obviously again totally get this this is the vibe for stargate or atlantis and stuff but kind of just like comparing the two it would have been insane it would have been so good if they had just brought a little more of that like realism and the grittiness that andor has and put it into atlantis because you could really just do so much with um taylor especially you know realizing that she has right dna and uh, you guys need to watch Andor, okay? So I can talk about it, like, in full detail and spoilers. You can, like, see what I mean, too. Because, like, I don't want to, like, spoil it, especially for everyone else who's listening. I won't spoil it, I promise. Um, I don't know how to describe it other than saying, like, gritty and realistic. Because it's just, like, it just feels, like, real. Like, the characters feel like real people stuck in this war against, like, imperialism, against fascism. Um, and so... I think it just would have been cool if they had incorporated just those little details to make it all the more real and disturbing in Atlantis because I do think that they kind of sweep some things under the rug. Yeah, some things are, I feel like are just, they're not as like hard hitting as they could, you know. It very much feels like, oh yeah, like she has right DNA and it's like, oh, but I f it could have been like, oh, <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't have it's a good segue this time. I know. I was like, that was just shameless and or plug. Um, <laughs> I gotta watch that now. If you're not watching, I know. If you're not watching Andor right now, what are you doing, genuinely? It's the best thing Star Wars has put out, in my mind, since Rogue One. What? Personally. Seriously. Oh, I, I Every episode, I'm obsessed. It, even, like, the fillers, there's just so much character work. The dialogue is there crazy. There episodes? Again, I totally get it. It's not what Atlantis is. But I think it would have been really cool to see more of a realness brought. Because I think some of the characters and some of their sort of flaws and insecurities, like, don't... Because I feel like people tend to, like, skip over Taylor's, like, right new part. <laughs> Even the writers themselves. Ignored. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because the writers ignore it, because they didn't, like, emphasize how much of a big deal it was, people are just like, yeah, right, uh, Taylor, she's just, like, the cool one that does, like, stick fighting. And it's like, damn, you're missing out, like, the, like, the biggest part for character, arguably. Yeah, and it's something that is so, could have been so, it's already compelling, like, as a premise, but it could have been so much more compelling as a, story thread or a character thread I should say where you know people are like oh she's so strong you know she got over it so quickly and she just whatever for the sake of the team and the sake of Atlantis but at the same time there's a strength in the journey as well and I would have liked to see <laughs> the journey <laughs> just a little bit more but exactly um yeah, I'll just say this really quick. Um, but no, because especially when you think about season five, like she like will she dresses up as a race queen, and it's like, are you not like severely like traumatized by this? Like, are you not? <laughs> How are you feeling, girl? Yeah, she's still like, I'll do it for the team, and I'm like, but let me know how you feel. <laughs> How are you feeling <laughs> besides the I'll do this for Atlantis? Like, what are your true? You know, like we just have to guess. 
which sucks. We have to guess a little bit, you know. We have to write fic. This is what we (laughs) have to do. (laughs) So we can go on to top three episodes of season one. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I can go. Yes, do it. Um, this time I have them ranked. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so... My third favorite is Letters from Pegasus. I just... I love this episode, and it's... um, It's so good. It's... I'm probably just reiterating everything that I said on the episode, like on... (laughs) But I love it for the character moments, um, for how it ties, kind of ties, um, like the the season to the finale, kind of. Because <laughs> everything, so much happened, and then it's like a little breather, like, okay, shit is about to go down. You're going to take a moment and just think about what happened and what might happen, and then send all goodbye messages and all that stuff. So I really like that. Yeah, and just... Ah, it's so good. <laughs> and then... On second place, I have Before I Sleep. It was actually hard because I think um, before this podcast, I would have easily said this as my top, my like my first choice. Um, and it's probably still it's still a comfort episode for me, and I would just watch it when I miss Elizabeth or whatever. But yeah, the reason why I love it is because it's Elizabeth centered, and it's just it's so fucking good. We learn so much about Elizabeth and about her character. Um, it has such cute um, uh, moments, also with the rest of the team, especially with John and Rodney and Elizabeth. And yeah, just mm, so good. And then my favorite episode of the second part of season one is The Siege Part Two. Um, Because I would probably, I think I gave it a 10 out of 10, but I probably could have also given it an 11 out of 10 because it's just, it's so good. It has this amazing. it's such a roller coaster, right? Uh, but it's, uh, again, so many good character moments. We have the fucking military coming in. Um, and Elizabeth standing up for herself with the whole base defending her, basically saying, so hey, if you cut her out of the loop, we're all out. And yeah, just, yeah, amazing episode. Good, good choice. Good choice, bro. Do you want to go, Tor? Do you want me to go? Um, I have the same, I have two of the same episodes on my list, so we are almost three for three. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this was really hard. I don't know if you guys had a hard time choosing, but I was like, oh, darn, like, this is good for this reason, and this episode's good for these reasons. Um, but I think just overall, um with subjective and objective reasons combined. My third favorite, and you guys might be shocked by this, um, was The Brotherhood. 
not necessarily for plot reasons. I just, when I think back on season one and I think of like team shenanigan episode, that's at least in the back half of season one, that's the episode I think of. Um, I just really like those strange romps off world where of course things always go wrong um <laughs> and the mission isn't successful but we made it all home in one piece so it's okay uh <laughs> the bantering uh particularly in the beginning of the episode and the fight scenes are really fun so i couldn't not put brotherhood on there for that reason um uh, number two favorite was of course letters from pegasus for all the reasons you said ash the character work in that episode is just top tier. I love it. It's so great. Um, we get to see little bits of these characters past, like Zelenka, um, like Elizabeth, um, like Rodney, and John even, through the things they say and the things they don't say. And my favorite thing in television is showing and not telling. And I feel like they did a lot of that um, in that episode, particularly with John, who chose not to do a video message home, which just screams a lot about um, his character uh, and where he's at at the end of the season. Um, and that episode was also great just because of the little moments between characters too like the little conflict between Taylor and John was super interesting um the friendship between Elizabeth and Rodney's top tier in that episode um yeah just just a great one um and then of course the siege part two <laughs> again for the reasons you said Ash uh cannot get over the amazing leadership of Elizabeth her journey is culminated in that episode completely. We see she has John's respect. We see she has everyone on the basis respect. Rodney's respect, hands down. Um, she goes out herself and does some legwork. We get to see her flex her negotiation muscles, which is always amazing to see. Uh, love that for her. And uh, yeah, just an awesome way to tie up the season great balance of action, um, character pieces, just excellent. Got me emotionally. I feel like if I was watching the show while it was airing, I would just be floored. I would not be able to wait the six months for the next season. It just would not be okay. Great cliffhanger. So good. Yeah. Good choices. <laughs> yeah, great choices for real. Some good choices. Um, so <laughs> you guys are gonna fucking laugh. Oh me. no! <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. So ready. I'm so ready. Just hear me out, okay? Hear me out. What what are what are our listeners called? Can we call them pud. We should call them like like puddles or something. I don't know. We should have like a little like new thing for oh, them. Oh, a puddle. I, yeah, there are a lot of puddles, I guess. Is that kind of cute? We'll brainstorm. We'll do a, we'll do a poll or something. <laughs> I, think, 
for now, I'm going to call you guys, all the puddles listening. Um, <laughs> just hear me out. Okay, just hear me out. Number three, Sanctuary. What? <laughs> oh, really? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a comfort episode. I'm sorry. Like, uh, 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 it's a comfort episode. I'm sorry. Okay. It's hilarious. No, no, it's hilarious. It's it is. You have so many cute <laughs> moments between characters. Um, you have Rodney being his worst. Yeah. <laughs> John is also his worst. Um, it's just so good. Elizabeth and Taylor are tired. Ford disappears halfway through the episode. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like it's 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 comedic as hell. I'm sorry, it makes me laugh every time I watch it. When I'm sick or when I'm like feeling down, I just put it on and I crack up. It even it's like bad parts are just hilarious to me. Like it <laughs> the actual agent herself, she's so gay. Like it's so funny. Like it just Wow, it's hilarious. And I also think I was definitely influenced by the podcast. I honestly think that was one of our funniest episodes. We were just cracking up the entire... We're so unserious in that episode. We were so unserious. We fully made up that she went to Elizabeth's room. And they begged. Like, <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, that was seriously our best episode. One of our best episodes. If you haven't listened to that one, check it out. We're just cracking up the entire time. Got all the other jokes we made, but we're just cracking jokes left and right. Um, so for that reason, I think obviously because the podcast, and also just because it's hilarious, you can just laugh at everything. There's so many little things to pick and choose from. Um, so that's number three. Uh, number two is actually before I sleep, because of course it's one of the episodes that's just. I honestly think it's a standout in the whole series. Truly, I think just not only just for Elizabeth-centric episodes, you know, it gave us so much about her and her character and how she really feels about the city and how passionate she is about her work that she's doing there. But also, like, I'm sorry, I will never get over how they did an alternate timeline of episode one. Like, <laughs> that is genius. That's genius. And it's one of my favorite things I've ever done because... When you're watching the pilot, you might just be like, oh, yeah, this could go wrong. Wow, it's so happy that, like, everything made it through. But when you're watching Before I Sleep, I think you really realize how everything was set in motion thousands of years before for them to get on Atlantis. Everything that went wrong could have, like, everything that could have went wrong went wrong. It was horrible. And the fact that how many people, like, drowned... John and Zelenka died in space like it's just crazy um and I feel like no matter how many times you watch it I feel like you still feel those emotions of when they realize that they're all gonna die they're all drowning under the base and Rodney sacrifices himself like it's so good it's so good and then yeah ancient Elizabeth you get to see more about the ancients sort of like our first big tease you know and they aren't horrible well no they are horrible <laughs> Oh, what's his name? Is the only good one. Janice? Yeah, Janice is Team Janice. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I just love the episode so much. So good. Um and number one. <laughs> I mentioned this before, but I'm actually more of a Siege Part 3 stan. True, true. 
it was kind of cheating. Secondly, it's in season two, but counts. We yeah, we put it in season one, so we're gonna put it. We're gonna pretend it's season. One. Um, but you yeah, know, I I think I just love the payoff of everything. There's seeing everyone reunite, seeing everyone be worried about John, worried about Ayla. I think you just really feel how close these characters have all become. And all the good Elizabeth and Rodney moments <laughs> when they're, you know, whispering. And she's like, why are you whispering? He's like, that just felt right. And she's like, oh, good. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. Um, and again, you get your first real hint. Not first real hint, but you get a huge hint to see towards like John's character and how he just really cares about the team and how they've become his surrogate family you know you see the panic in him when he realizes that like they're not responding that he's like Atlantis are you there Atlantis like he is about he's three seconds from losing it um I love it the whole stuff with Ford hits so hard if even though he's you know been absent for a lot of these episodes and you know he wasn't built up nearly enough as a character it does still hurt to see him kind of go off the rails it actually it's really sad um and yeah john's little thing at the end where he's just staring at the gate and elizabeth comforts him and she's like well you know we'll be okay we'll find him and he just kind of walks off it's so good it's so so good i love this episode so much yeah i agree it's a great um it's a great cap to a good season it's like the perfect cherry on the awesome Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. Oh, wow. Now that we've talked for a good hour, even this is supposed to be a 30-minute episode, now that we've fully gone off the rails, let's dive into our favorite portion. Let's talk about fan comments. Yay! My favorite. So, <laughs> Do you guys want to start? Well, I guess we can kind of organize it by app. Oh, so I don't know. Sure. So I got a message from K Enchanted. I think that's how it's pronounced. If not, I'm sorry. Um, they were wondering if we were planning to do an Elizabeth character analysis episodes down the road and um, if they can just uh, contribute in, in some way through questions, comments, or art. Kind of. I think I think we talked about this off air, so it's good that we'll just yeah. say on air too. Yeah. Um. So I think if if I remember correctly, I think we mentioned we would do like analysis episodes for Atlantis characters when their like story was done. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. We said so we can do like you know for like obviously like John and Rodney, it would have to wait till like after Atlantis mm-hmm. is done completely. Oh, I mean, we could do it. Yeah. I mean, we could yeah. do it. You know season four if we want or we can do season five Mm -hmm. if you want to include fake elizabeth um (laughs) so yeah i don't know i don't know maybe we can do season four i feel like we'll talk enough about fake elizabeth in her own episode um right but yeah so yeah we definitely i think so is that the you guys down for that yeah no i think i just i thought we were planning on doing an elizabeth but yeah we're planning to do one but in our like far future like in one and one and a half years or something yeah we'll and definitely i don't know do i think it it, it it could be fun to to ask um or let people ask questions about about characters or that we just can include so yeah yeah if you want to send us your comments about elizabeth's arc 
in general or her character in general that we can read or discuss on that episode, we are totally open for that. Send it our way. We always want to hear your thoughts. That's why we do this. <laughs> exactly. And honestly, thank you so much for mentioning that because now I'm thinking, you're right, it'd be such a good idea if we... um. Okay, next time for future reference, sorry, we'll definitely advertise that we're doing a bonus episode on a character <laughs> right. so you guys can, like, send us comments and questions about the character. We'll do that. Because that's a good suggestion. We did not do that for Daniel, but I'm so interested to see um, how everyone thinks about certain characters, yeah. good or bad. So, yeah. Yeah. So, down. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh yeah, it's also by AK Enchanted, and it's, do you think any of the Atlantis crew could be New York neurodivergent, and if so, specifically, who? Ooh, excellent question. I feel like everybody kind of has the potential. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. hundred percent. You know, I talked about this kind of, not super in, in detail, but I talked a little bit about it on my Tumblr. I, you know, I just kind of, the conversation came up. And obviously, I think everyone across the board can agree, Rodney. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Like, complete zero, <laughs> like, Rodney's on there. Um, but we ta I talked about in detail uh, about John. And I think John is also, like, I would say clear across the board. Like, it's. I think it's very obvious, kind of, the more you dive into the, his character and his traits that he kind of exhibits. Um, but yeah, I think you can make a case for all of the team. <laughs> I really think you can. Like, I can't think of one character. I mean, oh, oh, not to single out Carson, but uh, maybe not Carson. How do you feel about Carson? Now I'm thinking. <laughs> hmm. I think you can maybe make the case it's either or for Carson, but like for everyone else, like Zelenka, Elizabeth Taylor, Ronan, like, I, yeah, all of them are neurodivergent for yeah. sure. They're all on some sort of spectrum. Yeah, Ford as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something else, but I do know that I we did kind of talk about me and the ask how it's a lot harder for girls to be diagnosed, right? right. Because like it just happens later in life, um, and they're just never really sure um if it's just like you know part of who they are or if it's on or they could be on some sort of spectrum um so I can't really speak for Elizabeth and Taylor besides I personally think that they are definitely on the spectrum <laughs> um I'm sure if we kind of like analyze more of their like character traits you could probably see it a little more um but I did kind of talk more about John in specific, so I can say that like I definitely think a lot of John's traits are very neurodivergent. You know, his like um, special interests, <laughs> uh, his uh, inability to look people in the eye. I believe that is uh, one of one of the traits. Um, I'm trying, I can't find the ask. I don't know where it went. I don't remember. No, I'm sorry. It's been forever. Um, but I definitely think John and Rodney and I. I definitely believe David Hewlett has said before that he he thinks Rodney's on the spectrum for sure. Um, Rodney's like hand gestures, you know. Very. I think big, we mentioned that before in you know. an episode of the pod too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think we did. In regards to yeah. Rodney. So that's all I can say. Yeah. Especially, yeah, regarding Rodney. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all I can really say for them. But I do believe that all of them could easily be on the spectrum. For sure. The last thing of Instagram that I want to mention Kay and Scribbles did a bit of fan art, and one is um, from this, I think the store, what we came up with, um, Kolya and his burn book, and that shit. They did a fan art for that, and it's really funny. I will link that, or we'll link that in the description. And another one that Kay and Scribble did was, um, was uh, like a meme, um, but a, a personalized meme maybe so my um it was on star trek day and it was just like yeah my tricky tracker followers and then it was just kn outside a window just vibing and then yeah like me vibing um in the sga fandom with the jumping puddles podcast and there's a jumping <laughs> like a jumping puddle oh a puddle jump oh my god <laughs> and there are four people inside so i guess that's us oh yeah yeah it's it's, it's really really cute <laughs> Our own little oh, gay team. So cute. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I will link those in the description. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah. This. Every time when I get like a message and someone tagged us in something, I'm like, people, people listen to us and people like us and they like our content. That's they so make cool. art. Oh, they make art. I love it. It's insane. It's to me, it's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, thank you so much, and thanks for vibing with us. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love that. You can vibe with us on the Atlantis side, <laughs> always. Go ahead, take it away, Tumblr. All right, so we got quite a few for the back half of season one. I will start with. This ask from Rubber Dove Three Nuns in a Tub. <laughs> excellent, excellent vlog name. Um, they said, "Wait, I only just found this the other day and started listening today. Do you know how excited I am that there are other people my age creating content in a fave fandom of mine that I thought was dead? I'm going to binge this now. Thanks so much!" Exclamation mark. Thank you for listening to us and still caring about Atlantis all these years later like we do. It is a small but mighty group of <laughs> Atlantis devotees and we are happy you're joining us on our journey of rewatching as well. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> that is so sweet. We hope you enjoy and have lots of episodes to listen to. They also mentioned, remember talking about Jinto earlier on and wanting him to appear more? Well, I couldn't not tell you that there's a short story in the book Stargate Far Horizons where Jinto and Torin are on a gate team together. They travel back in time to during the siege on Atlantis to help Zelenka get to the chair room to save the day. What? <laughs> Wait. Wait, what? Jinto goes by Dr. Hallingson because Zelenka helped him get his PhD in mechanical engineering. And I know it's not technically canon, but don't you want it to be? 
Yes! It is canon now. Uh, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Our canon. In the Jumping Puddles canon, it's definitely part Period. of Period. It's in the show now for us. Wow. Oh my gosh. I might cry. That's adorable. <laughs> no, it's Jinto and Torin. They go back in time to help with the siege. That is so perfect. Thank to you find for out. letting us know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The timing, especially for our season one wrap. Oh my yeah. gosh. No, seriously. Thank you so much for telling us. And the fact that Jinto goes by like Howling Sun because of his dad. That's so And the fact That's that Zelenka, like we had canon, had helped teach Jinto all about engineering. That is so cute. Oh, I'm gonna cry about this forever. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for bringing this up. Oh my god. Oh, okay, side note, sorry, but can you imagine, like, Torin, like, seeing Taylor, like, storm down the halls, and, like, he's like, oh my god, she just found out she's the Wraith, and he's like, oh man, he's like, he's like, I'm just gonna go say something, and Jato's like, no, 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 don't, don't, you're gonna ruin it, and Torin's like, I'm just gonna tell her something, and he goes up to her, and he's just like, Thanks for being a good leader for us. Or like something like just encouraging. Or he says something in the Thosian and then walks off and she's like, wait, what? But then like the war, you know, siege is happening. So like she doesn't have time to think about it. But like. Oh. <sighs> My heart. Being a cute son. Loving his mom. That's so cute. Like imagine. It's everything to me. Like getting to see her and her element like that. When she was young and hadn't had him yet like oh it's just that's really it's just sweet. a vulnerable time where she needs him she needs some reassurance you know and some encouragement from someone yeah him coming from a place where she's achieved all these things you know wow seriously thank you so much that was so nice of you to mention that yeah yes thank <laughs> We're you obsessed who knew? <laughs> I love it. We will be adopting it into our Jumping Puddles canon for sure. We also got an anonymous message. They said they just listened to the first episode and they called us adorable. Thank you. <laughs> That's very sweet. Oh god, our first episode. I know. Wait, I was going to say, not our first episode. <laughs> It starts, like, maybe with the storm? I don't know. <laughs> we were just wee babes back then. Oh, I know. yeah. We I always say, yeah. yeah, you can always start with the, the. well, that one's really dark, but I feel like that one's, our first really good one was the Children Murder Planet. <laughs> yeah. 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 But if you don't want to start with that one, just skip over to the storm. After that, we get really good. <laughs> we promise. Stick with thank us, you please. for listening to the first episodes nonetheless, even though they are. So I know. Thank you. That's yes. so kind. <laughs> and for still like calling us adorable. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> Another anonymous message asks, do you guys do a watch party when you guys watch each episode you critique or do we watch them solo? We watch them solo. I think... <laughs> 
it would be fun, but also I think we all have like our own way to like prepare for the episodes and also just to find another time or another date where we all <laughs> just together it's it's kind of it'd be kind of hard damn those time zones <laughs> yeah because we're on opposite sides of the world truly <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know we actually don't know each other outside of <laughs> we met through stargate you know on Twitter and Tumblr. I don't remember both of them. Um, but yeah, so we don't live anywhere near each other. No. So it's nearly impossible yeah. to try to find a time where we're all awake. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we don't watch Atlantis together. However, we are currently watching Universe together. Um, yes. We don't watch very often, though, because again, <laughs> we're busy. Our schedules don't always line up. But we are on episode... We watched, I think we watched eight. Oh, so, oh, okay. sure. Yeah. I think we're at episode nine or ten. Yeah, so we're halfway yeah. through the first season of SGU. Not bad. So. Yeah. I think we started in, like, March or April, so. <laughs> no. Don't say that. Don't tell them that. <laughs> it's been that long. I was like, oh, we're doing so good. March and April. Uh-huh. Damn. Well, to be honest, it was it was kind of rough in the beginning because the first two episodes of SG were very rough. So once you get past like episode seven, it's like okay, things start picking up again. I think I was also like on my deathbed when we watched uh, the first couple episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that <Yeah>. might have <laughs> affected uh, yeah our viewing schedule as well. <laughs> but actually, uh, we do. Uh, this is a little secret insider information. We do want to do some uh, occasional watch parties. Yes. The viewers, maybe in the future, hint, 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 wink, 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 maybe one day. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I just feel like if we did a watch party when we were prepping for episodes, I would be so distracted. I would just like be cracking jokes, laughing at things that you guys say, <laughs> and just not paying attention at all. <laughs> So no, yeah. Also because I I watch and then I I watch it and then I stop to write stuff down and then I uh, rewind and then I watch it again and then I notice something and then I write something down again. So it would be just a whole mess. (laughs) Yeah, it becomes like a, instead of a 40 minute affair, it becomes like longer, significantly longer. (laughs) A good hour all the time. Yeah, at least. I feel like a standard. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. yeah. All that would asset. Plus, I'm also getting clips. I'm screen recording things. Yeah. So I have to go back and after first I pause, take down the note, go back, screen record it, then continue on. Yeah. So it's a process. Oh man, you're doing extra work. <laughs> all right, and then. We had another anonymous message. They say, Hi team! Thinking about the fanfic rec in the most recent episode made me wonder if maybe you'd think about doing one every episode? At the end of the podcast with the trivia and the Bechdel test, I love a fanfic rec. I've just read Ladies Night at the Boom Boom Room and it's so good! So AU but also so in character. Ooh. 
Thank you. I love that suggestion. I feel like we could totally make that work. 100%. I feel like it would be more your (laughs) thing because I don't read a lot of fanfic. The only I read is like Taylor Beth. I mean, I can give Taylor Beth uh, Rex. Heck yeah. Yeah. But I, I think for sure I could find a fic that's either like an episode tag to each episode, literally, because there's so much fic in this fandom Ooh. that's good, um, yeah. or related somehow to um, the episode. Yeah, I feel like season two, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the suggestion. We'll yeah. definitely start doing that. And I think it's just like, yeah, just wreck like. Taylor Beth fix or like <laughs> random rare pair. Like I'm down to let's, let's find Elizabeth Ronan. Let's throw in let's just throw in some rare pair at the end. Sometimes if you want like just something different or maybe just like a gen fake if you just want to read the Atlantis yes. team being yeah. silly. You know, it doesn't have to be any romantic pairings. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, this is actually really fun. We can add. Okay, well I don't know about. We'll try to keep it short. Oh god. <laughs> are notorious so we'll try to keep it short last words yeah um but yeah i mean we can kind of do like a whoever wrecks it can kind of like do like a little summary or maybe explain why they wrecked it you know so it's not just like we're dropping this fake and leaving in the dark um but yeah that'd be so fun yeah i love it we can do like fake we read that week or like recently to even yeah It'll be so fun. And we're really glad that you liked our wreck of Ladies Night at the Boo Boo Room because it's so fun. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, I love that one. Prue is truly magical. All these years later and we're still thanking Prue. Yes. Thank you for my life. You entertained <laughs> me for many hours. Their fix stand the test of time, truly. Truly. Ooh, and this ask was particularly about the brotherhood and it's (laughs) just call me b and they say hi team it's been a while since i watched the brotherhood but do we know for sure that the ancients called themselves gods i always read it more as a legend that grew up over time kind of thing so like accidental gods yeah so like their stories or like mythos of their like power or their influence grew over time that they became as gods, but like they never came down and were like, hey, we're your gods now. <laughs> you know? Pray to us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's an excellent question. I'm I'm not sure if they explicitly were like, Hi, we're gods, these are our ancient artifacts that you need to keep safe. Um or that that story just became conflated into that. Do they say that textually in the episode? I don't know. I don't think so because I think the main reason, um, but like the main difference between the aura and the ancients were that the aura actually called themselves gods. I think that's like yeah. kind of like the main thing, right? However, I do think that it's definitely like over time, like obviously legends, you know, woven in and stuff. But I, I want to say that like uh, like the ancients like just never bothered to correct the natives as well low-key right because obviously like they didn't live they lived for a long time we don't really know much about like the ancients like golden era you know we just know about their end 
you know um we don't know how long they've been on Atlantis we don't know don't know a lot about that but I have to admit like it has to they have had to have lived longer than like 10,000 years right like it couldn't have been just been like the siege part so I don't know I think that like legends did kind of maybe corrupt a few things you know kind of exaggerated some details but I also think probably this is just speculation obviously <laughs> let me just be clear the speculation obviously but I do think that they probably just didn't really bother to correct people because they were probably like yeah it's easier if they assume we're because then like yeah then they're just they're then they'll take care of our stuff real well like if they're just like some other civilization they'd probably just be like oh I'm just gonna use this but no if they were gods they'd be more serious about protecting and keeping their treasure safe yeah, and I feel like yeah. you're right, and they do seem like the type that would use that to their advantage. Like, oh, you think us, these powerful beings? Well, okay, if that helps you and encourages you to protect our ZPMs, and yeah, you can think that way about us, no problem. Yeah. I also think it's kind of like their main, like, I don't want to say their, like, their, their main, like, downfall, right? Because wasn't it, like, you know, they created the Wraith? Uh, accident I always kind of forget how they created the wraith but they kind of created the wraith you know um and like the children came back to bite the hand that fed them kind of thing (laughs) so I don't know it gives off very like well we're not going to correct them because we are kind of gods and so I feel like their heads got too big for their shoulders and that kind of bit them in the ass so that's our that's our jumping puddles can't yeah yeah yeah, we may be biased because we always, um, we don't like to see the good in the ancients because <laughs> we just can't. Um, but yeah, if anybody knows textually and they want to shoot us a message, let us know. And we will discuss it again <laughs> on the pod. Yeah, please actually, because I mean, hey, I, I'm more than fine with admitting that sometimes the ancients were okay. Yeah. If they give us proof. (laughs) If they give us proof, I'll take it. I'm okay. I'm totally I could see the I could see the good and evil in people. Um but (laughs) do we have any proof so far? I don't know. Yeah, please send it uh our way if you do have some proof. (laughs) Oh, and that is it for our Tumblr messages. Thank you to everybody who sent us a message, any comment, or, um, you know, nice word. We really appreciate it, and we love hearing from you, so please, please, please feel free to come in our inbox and message us about anything Stargate-related or podcast-related or anything. Anything at all. I mean it. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) No, that was I was a little scared of torn. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you so much. Good, like our compliments and stuff. Uh, we feel the love, and we're so appreciative. Thank yes, you. it warms our heart. We love doing this, and to hear that you like hearing us just makes our heart grow. So thanks. Okay, well, I'll give a little shout out to start off. Um, because our good old friend Portland with you wrote a fic based off of 
one of our ideas, which is like our dream. Like mind blowing. <laughs> no, seriously, it's insane. Um, you can check it out, and we'll obviously link it in the show notes. You can check it out, and it's called Producing Storms by Portland with you, and it's on AO3. And um, I'll read up the summary for you guys. So it's Zelenka and McKay are storm chasers who hire cameraman John Shepard off Craigslist to help them film while chasing. I love everything about this fic. Oh my gosh, it's everything I ever wanted from a storm chaser AU. Love it. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Ronnie, Zelenka, John banter on point. So good. So, so, so good. It is Jen, so there's no romance. It's just Zelenka, John and Rodney in a van. Um, <laughs> it's so good. The dialogue was amazing. Every smile on my face every time because it's like, what? Like, uh, it's so good. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing it into the world and sharing it with everybody. We love it. Seriously. Thank you for our life. Yes. <laughs> Am I dreaming? Or did... Did someone else? I think someone else wrote a fake. No, I'm being crazy. Um, another. I don't know. It kind of feels like a present we got. We've gotten. <laughs> uh, is kind of like a paper or, or you just said like a scrapbook of yeah. like the first ten episodes of our podcast, and it's by uh, Two Tales on Tumblr, and she just. Um, collected all our head canons, our fan fiction ideas, our fan art ideas, our general ideas about about the show and everything. And it was some like oh big questions like, is it okay to let the wraith starve to death or stuff like that? <laughs> so uh, some questions we had, and even we've even gotten we could probably do an episode about this paper and just read through all the answers. Now in there, yeah, I just yeah, and that yeah, was we really do that actually, <laughs> like an extra yeah. bonus zone, <laughs> just on our lovely scrapbook. Yeah, why why not actually? Um, yeah, so that was really really cool, and I think it took a lot of work. So thank you a million times for that. That's amazing. Yeah, reading through it just gave me this visceral feeling of nostalgia uh, and, like, love. I don't know. I just felt so much warmth in my soul. Um, it was so sweet. And there's just so much of fun on those pages. And thank you for answering and taking the time to answer those questions that we had. Really appreciate it. It's nice to see <laughs> that somebody knows. <laughs> yeah. That people do research. Yeah. <laughs> Help! And oh my gosh. Details, you're super talented. I love seeing uh, your stats work Yeah, on the fandom all the time on Tumblr. I love it. I can't get enough. Please, please continue if you have the free time because I love seeing it. I'm really liking the um, episode statistics that you're doing. So, like, certain... Um, characters like what episodes they're together in like that is awesome I love it and it's great for us um gift makers and scene pack makers too because we can see visually um where we should go looking for certain scenes so it's awesome thank you so much for being such a resource to all of us 
thank you. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Yeah. No, you do so much. Not only for us, uh, but for everyone. Tumblr. Um, yeah. And again, I know we, we <laughs> it's just like our thing to drag the early episode. Thank you for listening to all those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That that's dedication right there. That's 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 true love. Um, mm-hmm. uh, especially for answering all of our student questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, all the things we got wrong. Thank you for clearing that up because I'm sure we got many things wrong. Um, yeah, and then man, this is a side note, but I definitely got to go on Tumblr. I got to request some things from YouTube Tales. I have some, I have some, <laughs> I have some snacks I would like to see, and I love the way they organize it together. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be in your ass box. <laughs> yeah, visually, it's so like stunning too. It's very nice and appealing to the eye as well. Yeah. So thank you, mm. thank you so much. Okay, and for the last section of fan questions and fan comments, we have two fan letters. Yay! <laughs> two more Which than is I thought. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly just insane to all of us, genuinely. Um, so dive in. Um, well, we got. Our first fan letter from Kiara. Please tell me if I'm saying her name wrong. Um, <laughs> and I'll read it out right now. They go, hi guys, I love your podcast so much. I've been a big fan from the beginning. I have watched the entire Stargate franchise from the beginning to the end. But listening to your podcast, I've started seeing some episodes differently, which is super cool. I do have a point to make, though. SG1 is the only show with any sort of closure. Atlantis and Universe could have gone a bit more. I personally would have killed to see at least one more season, or at least a movie to finish some of these situations off. They leave us hanging and screaming at the screen for those two series, lol. At least we have thick writers. Anyway, I love your podcast, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on some of my favorite episodes from later in the series. Hope you guys are doing well. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Another listener from the beginning. That's so. Oh, oh my god, that's so sweet. Yeah. And definitely, I totally agree. You know, I know we give on this podcast, or we kind of talk some shit sometimes. Um, but um, it's true. Estrid is honestly the only one with closure. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think it's. I personally, I love the finale of Estrid. I think it's perfect, and I think it fits the tone of the show really well. It's sort of theme of like we're just gonna always be here to keep exploring and they could have just ended it there and i would have been satisfied but they really went above and beyond and gave us two movies to sort of wrap everything up i mean the first one is kind of like an actual wrap up and the second one is just like a here's a little treat for you guys <laughs> yeah fun little timeline shenanigans um <laughs> but that is very true and i totally agree that it kind of gives SG-1 some points because especially the uh, universe, that ending. Oh, man, oh besties. I'm scared. That ending. Oh, oh, girl, oh, it's a cliffhanger. Oh, I have seen it, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, one of the worst cliffhangers. You're going to hate it. Oh, and you're going to hate it. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 For Atlantis, I just like to pretend that like they immediately went to 
the Pegasus Galaxy and they stayed there. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I would have liked to have seen it. Um, but my imagination will have to do, I suppose. The imagination of big writers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Thanks for- Shout out to the fic writers again. <laughs> Seriously, who are pumping out fic like four years consistently for, for four years after the show ended because they there were so many ideas, so many places to take Atlantis even after the show ended. So thank you for sharing with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you so much for the letter. Yes, Again, yeah. you're actually the first fan letter we ever received. So I think we all like collectively kind of like cried and like rolled around <laughs> um, in a ball. Um, and we did actually get a follow-up that because we did actually send a little message out and we did get a follow-up and i'll read up i'll read that out now so they said i was super nervous at first to write it to write into you guys because i wasn't sure if you guys would see it but i'm very glad you guys got it i would love to hear your thoughts on the question i asked which of course we did i've been waiting for a good stargate podcast for some time now most that i've found seems super forced and rigid but you guys have such good chemistry and you're so much fun to listen to <laughs> hope you guys are doing well oh my god Thank you so much for loving our mess. <laughs> I know. Oh. It's, oh, that's so, so good to hear because I, I feel it's, I also feel like it's hard to, to find podcasts. And then also when you want, like, I feel like if you find one, you want to kind of want to stick with it because there's just like so much content. So I'm just glad we're, we're that for you that yeah. we <laughs> yeah that all mess uh is fun to you because it's a it's a shit ton of fun for us <laughs> yes thank oh you. man thank you for no, choosing Karen, us and sending us a message and don't be scared yeah we we don't bite no. most of the time <laughs> we're, we're probably more scared of other people than they are of us <laughs> So, at least for me. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. It is obviously like, you know, I think I've said this before, but like, it's no fun just like doing everything alone and like being isolated. Like, there's, it's no fun. There's five of us in the Stargate franchise <laughs> left. There's five fans left. Okay. Um, so, you know, we don't want to be like this like omnipotent force. You know, it's just like, speaking from above like <laughs> please come talk to us we love it we love to engage in questions and anything um not even about the podcast just about stargate in general or even like other stuff like, you know, we bring up trek and you know we brought up star wars oh so we'll bring up other nerd stuff sometimes <laughs> so, yeah we love it and also just side note thank you for bringing up like the chemistry yeah that's so sweet uh, it's so funny because we didn't know each other i i actually like a while a while ago i i went back to see like because sam you were the one who texted me um to ask if i wanted to be part of a podcast i was like "Mm, yes (laughs) and then i i checked a bit more and we had like one conversation before that where we talked about taylor beth I think that's it. And then, like a few weeks later, you're like, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast?" We're like, so it's really funny that um, 
a few random people just get together and get along so well and that this also transmits to the listeners it's really it's really good and i think it's kind of i think because we're like we have kind of a structure but also we're like our structure is kind of to not have a structure <laughs> and i think that, that's what makes it so much fun for us and because it's yeah we just we talk about the stuff we we feel about like we like we talk about the stuff that we feel like talking about and we don't try to like stick to to a schedule or something so yeah Oh man, that is so funny that you brought that up. I always, sorry, I'll finish, I swear. But it's just, it's so funny that, yeah, we literally had one conversation. Because <laughs> Thor was like, we, we should get more people. And I was like, you're right. I was like, well, damn, who do I know? And I'm like, I just know this one person <laughs> I talked to. <laughs> I mean, I think I knew other people, but I was like, I, you were the, the only person, like the Atlantis, only other Atlantis person I really mm. knew besides Tor. That was like, Ooh. At that time, obviously, we we're I was pretty new in the fandom. I, like, barely started, like, editing and stuff. So I was just, like... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. Seriously, thank you for the... I love that our chemistry is, like, translated. Yeah, and especially because... Yeah, we really did... We did not know each other. <laughs> Landing yeah. in a bottle, as Tor likes <laughs> to say. Kismet, as Tor likes to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I feel like the whole time I had watched... Stargate. Um, I was looking for you too. Uh, for real. And I I'm so <laughs> no. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. So <laughs> so it's nice to be able to like do that um together and then to share that with other people who are maybe looking as well for um their people. I hope we can be your people. As these people are my people, and we are your people, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so you are not alone out there. We are there with no, you. No, definitely not. Yeah. Yes. Go <laughs> sit in the corner. Go sit in the damn corner for saying that. <laughs> Unwarranted. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta prepare before you say stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know Thank it was coming you. until it came out, but it came out, so. Okay, poet. Jesus. <laughs> oh, always comes up with the most profound, I don't know, quote. <laughs> we love you too, Tor. Uh, Thank you. I know, seriously. I mean, I don't think any of us, well, definitely would not be as engaged in the fandom if it wasn't for you two. Of course. Definitely wouldn't be still trekking on today. <laughs> Carrying on with a fandom that is no longer active <laughs> if it wasn't for you two. And this podcast. And just obviously there's a lot obviously a lot of other people that we interact with that, you know, really make the community come together. But it's definitely this little community we have here and the two of you just make it a fun weekly little event that we yeah. have all right I we're getting what to add but just like yeah i'm so glad to be part of this and this 
um, like the message we got, it's also giving me a new perspective on Stargate, on especially on Atlantis and on the characters, and it's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if we don't record for like a month, like we did a while ago, it's just like, I miss those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, where is our Stargate? Where's our where's our stupid discussions that end up going thirty minutes out of like <laughs> where's our mess of a structure? Yeah, it honestly feels like the life force is being drained for me until our recording day comes and then I'm like, oh yeah, right. And I rejuvenate. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally get what you mean. That turned so sappy. Yeah, now that Tor's made everybody cry, including herself. Um, yeah, we, almost, we were this close. We, I, the tears were forming. We were, we were so close. We all we all barely escaped with our lives. <laughs> okay, well, we have one more fan letter. Oh, more emotional. <laughs> I don't, now, that, now that we're in the mood. Now that we really set the scene. Um, okay, and it's from our good old friend, Portland with you. Oh, yay. Hey, okay. And they said, long time listener, first time caller. First <laughs> off, I wanted to tell you how much I love your podcast. It's the only Stargate podcast I've heard that captures the feeling of talking with your friends about your fandom. <laughs> okay, we're going to come back to that. Rewatching season one of Atlantis. I remember how many things I loved, but it was also bittersweet to see things the show didn't get quite right. Specifically for me, the character of Ford. He is by far the most underserved main character. While we're lucky to have an active fan fandom ready to supply everyone with headcanons and fix galore, the writers seem to have almost totally forgotten Ford by the middle of the season. It's a thought that troubles me, especially knowing that the two most popular, obvious writer favorite characters are white men. I love the show, but the way they treated the character is a stain on the overall extremely enjoyable season. He deserved a substantive episode just focus on him to cement his character on the show. But I digress. Thank you so much for the podcast, and I'm looking forward to season two. With love, Portland with you. Oh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for your fix. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us know that you're listening. <laughs> we appreciate it. Um... And you are 100% correct, and we totally agree uh, regarding Ford. I think that so much more could have been done. And like you had mentioned, particularly having a spotlight episode for him, like we had for Elizabeth, like we had for Taylor, which I think really served those characters, I think Ford deserved one as well as a member of the team. And I think it would have done a lot to elevate his character. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I just feel like it was a missed opportunity in terms of his character in relation to other characters on the show, even as well. Um, yeah, and I'm just thankful that other viewers are willing to share their personal um, take on his story and where it could have gone or where it should have gone on the show textually. 
Yeah, just thinking about all the times we said, um, where's Ford? Or what did Ford have to do in this episode? And it was just never there. And yeah, so I I'm glad that other people see as well the the missed opportunity and the wasted potential with with this character. Yeah. We will not forget him. No. We will not. I definitely think I mean thankfully he is in season two, um, for at least a few episodes. Um, but I'm sure, you know, we'll bring him up. Especially because I think in Arjami Puddles canon what did we say? Didn't we say he was just like he just transferred to another unit in Atlantis? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, didn't he get his own team or something? Yeah, yes. he's with Cadman. Him and Ka oh my god, yeah. Cadman would be so funny. Stop. Yeah, him, Cadman, and like throw in Parish, and you just have, be having a ball. Ooh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would give some spicy shit. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I know, I know. Ford and Cadman are like. I, feeling they like fucking hated each other in the beginning they were like fully like beefing all the time maybe like, like Lauren's on the team too yeah and like Lauren had to pull them aside or like John and someone was like you guys need to sit your asses down and like work out your shit and eventually it just become like best bros like I just feel like I can just always see them like every Friday they're just like taking shots in Zalanka's bar yep <laughs> <laughs> like they're those like they're playing dog that's the vibe I get with Ford and Cadman yeah Definitely. And uh, Parrish is their emotional support scientist. <laughs> they drag along, but he gets, like, wasted after, like, one glass of wine. So he's just, like, slumped over at the table, and they're just, like, next to him. <laughs> and they're like, we can get you home, Parrish. And he's like, no, team, no. team bonding. He's like, team bonding. I have to be there for this, bitch. <laughs> They're like, Lauren's going to kill us. <laughs> right? I was just going to say that we're going to get an earful from Lauren about what they did with his boyfriend. <laughs> My boyfriend out for too late. <laughs> he has to water his Having plants in the morning. <laughs> and he's like, trying to come back completely smashed. <laughs> and they're just like, Lauren's just like, all right, come here, bud. And like, Picking him up bridal style <laughs> out of the bar. Yeah. He only had one glass. One glass? You let him drink one full glass? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, like, I know he's talking about plants when he's drunk. Oh, yes. Me. Even when he's oh, sober, yes. he's talking about plants. But when he's drunk, it's just a completely different ball game. It's like no filter. It becomes manic. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we should have plants here, 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 as I leave the bar. He's like, Zelenka, more plants! Zelenka tries to, to keep one alive, but it keeps dying. Like, and yeah. every week, Parrish brings him a new one, and at the end of the week, he's like, all right, here's the new one. The replacement goldfish of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. And I can see Parrish, like, drunk too he's just like yelling or he's like scolding Zalika. like i don't know how you kill up wait in a week and he's like what is in this bar he's like what is in this alcohol like when you feed it he's like it's just like i don't have to tell you bud oh man anyways 
Anyways, <laughs> on that tangent, um, back to the letter. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we totally agree with you about Ford. And I think it is a, you know, it's important to bring up the fact that the most popular, obvious writer favorites are two white men <laughs> who they believe are straight or who they thought was straight. Um, <laughs> but... And I think it's a big issue, honestly, in Atlantis. And we'll see it going forward. It doesn't get any better with Ron. I mean, it gets, like, a little better because they give him, like, certain episodes. Um, like, he gets, like, one a season. <laughs> I don't even... I don't even remember some of Taylor's in season two, but I guess we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, it's a big issue. And I think going forward, I think we'll definitely, you know, bring that up. Um to call out the sort of negligence on the writer's part for sure. And, you know, Ash mentioned earlier, but yeah, we'll definitely keep bringing forth as sort of a reminder, sort of a, hey, remember that guy? Y'all did so <laughs> dirty? Well, I do, because guess what? Four's in the season now. <laughs> right, as much as we delight in the show so often, um, there's always, we do a good balance, I think, and there's room to criticize, too. Um, yeah. Some critical thinking involved in our enjoyment of our show, so. Yeah. Stay tuned. We're not kiss asses. No. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> no. If you want to, sorry, I'm sorry. This is not the podcast uh, for you. If you want to praise every part of the show, unfortunately. One last thing I want to bring up about... Uh, fan letter is again thank you so much for saying um that our podcast kind of captures the feeling of talking to friends about fandom because that's seriously like the whole point <laughs> yeah <laughs> we that was all going that was right literally and yeah and if you look back you know i posted um messages uh Cor and i uh originally on the idea for straight um and i think that was one of the things messages if they're not i definitely think that we mentioned it elsewhere yeah I think it was towards this place. It was like, oh, like, but like fandom stuff. We can like, you know, like dive into things that maybe other podcasts don't. And I think that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, that's just our whole goal is we want it to pay. It's not only we're talking about the show, but we're also talking about fandom. It's like, what was going on during that time? What big stuff? And just like kind of what the fandom thinks today. Um, so thank you much for that yeah definitely the vibe we're going for we want it to sound like you know you're in a room with a bunch of your friends just talking about the show so <laughs> ending comments <laughs> yeah just repeating what you said sam thank you to everybody who um listened to our season one um watch through who sent us an ask on Tumblr, who sent us a message on Instagram, who did a fic or drew some art of our fun headcanons, who sent us an email. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for inviting us into your fandom space and calling us your friend. Um, we love doing this. We're excited for season two. 
I uh, hope you're excited too. <laughs> and can't wait to see you there. Well said. Um, yeah, just thank you. I never imagined that people would have actually listen to us or <laughs> I don't know. it's just a big problem. But just the idea that um, we have so much fun talking about um, something we love and then we send it out into the world and other people have fun with that as well. That's just, I think that's such a gift and I think that's a great thing about fandom and I'm glad that everybody can kind of find like their little corner and then start collecting people maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I th and yeah, thank you so much for to everyone to, who listens to us, to everyone who creates things based on our ideas and our wacky thoughts. <laughs> and that's just that's that's so amazing. I can't even put it to words how much that means to me and how, how happy I am every time I see anything that someone else creates for for us, kinda. Yeah. Just thank you. Oh, okay. Well we get all sappy again. We got sappy there. <laughs> we came back. back. We okay, and of course tune in next time for the intruder. Yeah, season two. Yeah, season two, baby. <laughs> All right. Don't forget to check out our most recent episode on Everywhere You'll Podcast and check us out on social media. Check out all the links down below. We're going to link a shit ton of things. <laughs> Who created things for us and everything. So check those out. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, you clowns, listen up. I don't often get a chance to say this, so savor it. Good work, boys and girls. Let's go home.